Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. WTIC News Talk 1080. You know, I was thinking about um, Will Marotti, Will Marotti Show. I was thinking yesterday, we had massive rain yesterday, you know, and, and we've got an older building and it's got a massive, you know, many tens of thousands of square feet of, of roofing. And of course, I always worried about it, you know, is there something leaking? You know, the time to worry about a compromised roof that's leaking or a compromised uh, uh, seal around an HVAC unit that's roof-mounted. The time to worry about that and potentially repair it, right, is when it's sunny out, not when it's raining, right? So if you've got a large commercial-type roof, uh, you're wondering, maybe it's an older building, wondering the condition, potential liability. Here's you got to call Eagle Rivet. Call Eagle Rivet and just ask them uh, if they would do a, a, a inspection, an inspection on your roof. And uh, and and your roof in, in good, the good care and good hands of Eagle Rivet, our first caller of the day sponsor. Also, want to give a shout out to the Amen Choir. Here we go. This is all. It's, uh, there's more coming in, but what I have right now: Gene R, Carol L, G G, Tom B, Marlene B, John G, Ray Z, William M, Simon L, Carol J, Lonnie Mo. Pat A, Jolie C, Kevin S, Marie P, Mark P, Janine R, Kevin S, Elaine P, Charles M, Mike M, Sharik, Janet S, Linda F, Wendy A, Rob K, Patricia W, Monica M, Bill K, Janine H, Jeffrey S, Michelle F, Mark M, Cheryl F, Barry S, Teresa J, Jim R, Donna T, Joy F. Thank you, everyone. I will uh, give you more as they as they come in. Let's go to uh, Mike in Newington. Mike, welcome to the show. Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Earlier, you character uh, two items. Number one, earlier you characterize the hearings as a sham. The January sixth hearings. That is. Yes. And number two, do you believe Donald Trump, Rudy Giuliani, John Eastman, and others were behind 
a coup to overthrow the Constitution and the government of the United States? Those are good questions. Let me answer them in the order you asked them. Number one, the reason I think this is a sham, because the very same people who are conducting this hearing and putting it out as a television production uh, are the very same people that were leading us around falsely for two years about a Russian collusion story that didn't exist, that was fabricated and paid for by the Hillary Clinton campaign. So if we're going to believe that those people wasted two years of our lives, tens of millions of dollars, how much confidence can we possibly have in them doing a hearing about January 6th? Second question, <coughs> do I believe that Donald Trump, Judy, Rudy, 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 uh, Rudy, Rudy Giuliani, Mark, I don't know who else you mentioned, uh, were, they, were they behind a coup? I don't believe they were. But the fact is we don't know what the facts are because we're only being told what, we're, what they want us to hear and what they want to tell us. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so, but I don't know. Those are my answers. Well, the, the facts as laid out last night seem to point to the fact that Donald Trump is behind it. Well, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. Again, you're seeing it from a perspective that only they want you to see it from. I don't know that that's the, the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Well, um, but I didn't watch it. So, I, I mean, you, you, you know more about it because you watched it. I, I said I was not going to spend any time watching it. I watched for a few minutes of it till the Rangers game, and that's about it. Well, you talked earlier about crime. You failed to mention the the biggest crime of the last two and a half centuries, and that was, in my opinion, Donald Trump and others attempting a coup against the United States government. No, that's you your opinion, Mike. Others would disagree with you. Others might say the biggest crime in, is is the voting irregularities that were covered up. But, I mean, listen, it's in the past. There's nothing we're going to do about it now, and um, well, we're never going to know well, the truth 100%. Well, it's like the Kennedy assassination. There is something that can be done about it, and that is to put Donald Trump in jail. Hmm. Take away, See, take that's away the, I'm so glad you said that, Mike, because that actually is what all of, of your and your ilks, that's all of this is about. This is about fear of Trump and not having him run again and put him in jail. Forget about Hunter Biden and Don, uh, Don, uh, Joe no, Biden. I, no, Forget I, I, about I, I, being compromised by the Russians, by the Chinese, by the Ukrainians, where we know for a fact they took millions of dollars. Forget about that. Don't talk about that. Talk about why Donald Trump should be put in jail. You guys, are, you guys are too transparent. Like You really are. You're way too transparent. Let's go to Jack in Colchester. Jack, welcome to the show. Hi, Pastor Will. Um, Hi. I'm calling today to uh Are those discuss. little kids in the background? Yeah. <laughs> How cute. Excuse me. But uh yeah, I was uh, calling to discuss uh, Kim's call and the Horowitz article and yes. uh, you wanted some more clarification on what it means to be aggressive. Yes. Um and I agree with you that we're, you know, we're we're stuck in the game of the powers that be, so there's really no way to oppose it directly right. uh without being considered violent right-wing extremist terrorists, regardless of what they're White doing. White supremacists, let's not leave that out. Right, I mean, name, name all the labels, uh, pejoratives you want, but um, I wanted to bring up a couple of Bible verses. Um, one, uh, you know, uh, regarding the speck in your neighbor's eye uh, mm -hmm. while you have a log in yours, mm -hmm. and that you uh, cannot serve both God and uh, wealth at mm -hmm. the same time, or riches. 
And I think um, the real change we're going to have to get aggressive with is in our own hearts, personally. You know, yeah. uh, I think a, a lot of people go through life and don't really question what they're striving towards or who even put the ideas in their head that they should be striving towards certain right. things. Right, right. Um, and, you know, the old aphorism, uh, politics is downstream of culture, but I would go further and say culture is downstream of your personal beliefs and your morality and yeah. your conduct. Um, there's a lot we can do that approaches the situation tangentially that can't be considered aggression because it, it's beyond the scope of the game that, you know, the the um, programs that we have in our head and the, and sure. the um, cultural items we have in our head. So I just wanted to put that out there and kind of get people to, to meditate it on a little bit. Um, Jack, let me just say this because I really appreciate your call. I appreciate what you're saying. And this is the struggle that all of us as people of faith, particularly people, followers of Jesus, this is the struggle that we all face. We have dual citizenship. We're citizens of the United States, but we're also citizens of heaven. We should, we should put Jesus' agenda before Republican agenda, before Democrat agenda, before anything else. But we get caught up in, in lots of times, uh, justify, we get caught up in the love of our country, love of our nation. But the bottom line is, Jesus didn't come to earth to upthrow the political system, overthrow it. Jesus didn't come to reestablish Israel as a kingdom. Jesus came to save the world. And, and to your Amen. point, I, I'm feeling some conviction here that to your point, really, we've, we've got to check our priorities. What are we really here for? What is our mission? Is it defending the United States of America? Well, I mean, if you take an oath to that degree, it is. But a lot of us, I think, get too carried away in the politics of it and less focused on God and his kingdom and what he can do. Right, and render under Caesar what is Caesar's, right? I mean, yeah. they want to create a game where you, you have to, you know, get a job, retire good, get a good stock portfolio, this and that. They they own all those systems. That's their <laughs> games they set up. You can't go to the casino and expect to beat the house. So no, nobody we have wins to use our minds <laughs> and our hearts and determine, okay, what are actions we can take that don't even register, yeah. actually empower ourselves and our neighbors to uh, liberate ourselves from the grip of, of – Whatever the yeah. Prince of Darkness, I guess. <laughs> Jack, I, I don't I don't have a best call of the day award, but if I did, you'd you'd be getting it right now. Thank you so much for your call. I appreciate it. Eight six oh five two two nine eight four two. Let's uh take one more call, then we'll take a break and we'll come back to these other wonderful callers that are on hold. Let's go to uh uh James in Windsor. Hi James. Hey, hi, Pastor Hall. How are you today? I'm good. Yeah, I just wanted to make a mention that um you know um, I call people who like uh, anti-Trump Trumpinators, okay? <laughs> because you you can never persuade a Trumpinator yeah. that uh, uh, about things that Trump do. Yeah. Anything he does, it's they wrong. don't acknowledge it. Number one, because the mainstream media will not acknowledge Trump's success. Right? They can't. They, they can't because it makes Biden look so bad. Yeah, and and um and then when you talk about Biden, the first thing they say is we don't want to talk about that. But, no, you know, I mean, I, I think that. that that caller, the previous caller, yeah. James, I mean, they so they so gave away their hand, and it's the hand oh, of correct. all liberal. Like, oh, Trump needs to be in jail. Stop, complete yeah. stop. Okay. Don't talk right. anymore. That's your that's your deal. You hate Trump. You think he should be in okay. jail for whatever reason, justified, well, not justified, and that and that's that's if, their motivation behind all of it. Even if you hate the man, there's no reason to imprison him because if that was the case, I would have life. 
<laughs> right? Okay. I mean, we've so all I, we've I, all done things wrong, right? We, we're all, yeah, the scripture I, says we're I've all sinners. I've had people that just don't like me because I'm alive. Sure, but but I but I still pray for them. Okay, so basically, <laughs> I leave, I leave it in that category because yeah. that's what God yeah. would do. Yeah, and, amen. And one amen. thing I've had, a, I got a lot of brothers, right? I grew up with fourteen brothers and two sisters. Wow. And, and the same thing that happened. Well, my, my mother and father had children before they met. It's only five in my immediate family, and and two sisters. But we used to have a game that the politicians played yesterday with January sixth. Yeah. Of uh, who broke when. <laughs> and and the person who would break win would always blame it on the other person. So yeah, the Democrats yeah. are like they broke so much win that yeah. the only person they can blame are the Republicans. When are we gonna, when are we going to have the uh, the Russian collusion hearing on on prime oh, time? Well, <laughs> when well, is that? You know when is that going to happen, James? We're not going to talk about that anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and, and a lot of my a lot of my family members, <laughs> just jokingly, a lot of my family members are hardcore Democrats, and then yeah. they. They told me that because I live in Connecticut that I've been yeah. brainwashed by the Trump administration. Oh, really? Really? And I'm okay. like, I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> if, see, if, if it wasn't for Rush Limbaugh, I would probably still be in that category. Yeah. Hey, Rush, I'm telling you, Rush rescued millions of people. He, he really did over the years. We he miss him. Excuse me, because we miss one him dearly, time, James. One of my supervisors was listening to him on the radio. Yeah. I said, "Turn that guy's a racist." Yeah. And he says, "No, he's not. Listen to him." Right. And because he's my supervisor, I couldn't change the channel. But <laughs> the whole idea was that I started to listen to him by myself. Yeah. And I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. This guy's making truth sense. there. Truth. Yeah. And then yeah. Um, I'm glad to like actually listen to him and to know him because he's going to always be alive in my heart. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to so, be alive okay. in a lot and of I our think, minds, that's for sure. All of us. Wow. He opened Certainly a lot of us on radio or, or the media think about Trump lines constantly. So, yeah, James, I, I got to go. Time. Thank you. Thank you okay, for your call. You. Appreciate it as always, sir. All right, we're going to take a break. A couple of commercials. We'll come back. Lori, hang in there. I'll get you on the other side of the break. 860-522-9842. Rob Sampson at 8, uh, 10. <laughs> I'm, I'm in central time. 1026. We'll be right back. This is Local Radio, The Will Marotti Show on WTIC News Talk 1080. All right, welcome back, 1023. I, I have to tell you, sometimes people who call in uh, are not honest, and other people who email me are not. So you could say there's a, there's a small category called listeners are liars. So I get an email from this guy, and, and he's complaining about Joe from Simsbury, and he says, he says, Todd Feinberg does not let blank blank like Joe on the air. Well, whatever your name is, because you hide it, you you don't have the courage to say what your name is, so you give me some alias because you're a coward. Anyway, I happen to know Todd Feinberg, and I just texted Todd Feinberg, and I said, do you ever allow... Joe on your show. Uh, and and here's Todd's response. If he calls uh, once, once a week, I think he's fine. So when Joe calls Todd, Todd takes him and Todd listens to him and Todd thinks he's a good caller. You, sir, on the other hand, who, who emailed me this without even putting your name on it because you're a coward, you, sir, are a liar. And that's not, it doesn't get, you know, it's just not going to last. 
It's not, it's not going to, we're not going to, you're not going to get away with it. We're going to call you out every time it happens. Let's go to Lori in Glastonbury. Good morning, Pastor Will. Good morning. <laughs> Thank you for taking my call. Yes. Um, I, I'm, um, let me start off by, by kind of piggybacking on one of the previous callers. I'm so glad that as a Christian, I can trust the fact that this is not my home and that I'm just passing through. Yeah. And, uh, I take great solace in that when I see what's going on in our world. But I, I think one of the biggest things about the hearings, if I thought that they would in any way be impartial, I might <laughs> be invested. But as it is, I think they're very tone deaf yeah. because it's and it's unfortunate because, you know, so many people are struggling with the inflation and the gas prices and we're told that nothing can be done when when it's fairly obvious that many things can be done. Right. But um, I I mean, the other side of it for me is like, OK, I guess if you're going to gift wrap the election, this is a good way to do it. And it's it's um, I, I don't understand the logic. They seem to be doubling down on things that are just not. I don't think are going to be productive for them. Okay, so Lori, let me let me ask you to do this. It, it might be a, a frightening and scary experience, but let me ask you: try to get in the mind of a progressive Democrat for a moment. Just, I just I, I know I know I know it's I, I, it's a it's a horrifying, terrifying thought. But just together, let's let's try to ease our way into the mind of a progressive Democrat for a moment. No. I don't think it's the, I don't think it's horrifying in as much as I think it's just I, it, impossible because it's so illogical. Well, it is, and that's what I'm saying. You've got it. Why would they do things like this? Why would they? Why would they set up stories that are completely false? Why would they run things out like this? This this hearing on January sixth. Why would they do that? If you could get in their mind, you would you would see. First of all, they they believe what they're saying is true. But second of all, they they have no sense of right or wrong or moral absolutes. There's no sense right. of it. It doesn't come in the equation. So they feel like whatever they can do to help their cause is right because it's their cause. So it doesn't matter that the, the January 6th thing is all theatrics. It doesn't matter that Hunter Biden took money from China, from Russia, from Ukraine. Part of it ended up in, in the big guy's account, Joe Biden. It doesn't matter. None of that matters because the only thing that matters is climate change. The only thing that matters is equity. The only thing that matters is LGBTQ, uh, right? See, that's all that matters. And so everything else is just an ends, uh, a means to an end. And, and it doesn't have to be true. And it doesn't even matter if it's not true to these people. It's it's unfortunate. It just makes me sad for them. It's just it's it's truly unfortunate. And I think, and and I think Ruth Bader Ginsburg for the people who who that group Ruth sent us whatever she would yeah. be absolutely horrified at what is ha- what's happening right now to pregnancy centers. She would be horrified. Well, you'd have a hard time convincing progressive, peace loving progressives of that. Lori, thank you for your call. Uh, oh man, we got to go. Okay, we're gonna take a break. Couple commercials. The news. Rob Sampson, when we return, you don't want to miss this. Let me just say this this news here. I'm not sure if we reported this or not, but we talked the other day about, you know, oh, Farmington's fine, Simsbury's fine, a lot of common sense conserves there. But then again, the West Hartford. Well, that's West Hartford, right? They're, they're off under a different, uh, different pattern. Well, Starbucks in West Hartford has become the first Starbucks in Connecticut to unionize. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. They have the barista union, full full display, 
Starbucks, West Hartford. One more proof that West Hartford has gone the wrong direction from the rest of the country. But they're entitled to do so. All right, we'll take a break. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Back to the Will Marotti Show on WTIC News Talk 1080. WKIC News Talk 1080, Wilmer out of your host. Um, so I went to buy grocery, not, not even grocery, I went to buy a few things to carry us over to our next grocery uh, excursion. I, I went to my stop and shop, local stop and shop store. And um, I didn't buy a lot, I really didn't, but I did spend a lot. I spent $117 on what, you know, if you asked me what I would spend two years ago, I would have said, you know, 50 maybe $60 tops, $117. And now gas prices, we're told, are going to be $5 across the country uh, later today. Already some prices in Connecticut have reached the $5 mark. Uh, where where does it end? Where is it going to stop, right? We, we don't really know. Well, Republicans in Connecticut are trying to do something about it. And there's a website up now called AffordableConnecticut.com. Joining us on the hotline from the uh, the 16th district the 16th now that that's that's a my old stomping grounds southington plainville wilcott uh, milldale prospect uh, parts of cheshire um senator rob sampson rob welcome back to the show how are you i am well pastor well thank you so much for the opportunity to join you today yes sir tell us about this uh, affordable connecticut I, somebody's trying to help us aren't they Right. Well, I mean, I, I think uh, Connecticut Republicans are focused on solutions right now. Uh, you know, the Democrats, you know, they want to talk about everything but the problems facing Connecticut residents. You know, it's all abortion, guns, January 6th, uh, a bunch of distractions, really, uh, to what is really affecting the people across Connecticut, which I think uh, you hit the nail on the head. It's inflation. It's the rising cost of goods and services. It's gasoline. Uh, and crime. You mentioned crime a little earlier today, too. Those are, just, those are the big things that people in Connecticut are concerned with. And Republicans have stayed laser focused on those things. And I think um, if we stick to that, I, I think we'll do well in November. And uh, we may even be able to force the Democrats into a position where they actually have to give up on some of their craziness and give us things that are beneficial to the citizens of the state. Yeah. Why, why do you suppose there's such a disconnect? I mean, obviously, if you look at it from a national perspective, there's nothing... Democrats can run on 
They've, they've been an abject failure literally in every turn, every decision, every policy has been a complete colossal mess up. But but locally here in Connecticut, they almost they, they seems like Democrats are taking the same the same path. They won't we don't even consider the problems that their people are facing. And and let's not let's be clear. I mean, this is a tax. This 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 inflation, whether it's gas or food or other things, I mean, this is a regressive tax. It affects all people of all of all status levels, all uh, social economic and social classes. Why why won't the Connecticut Democrats even you know, talk about it. Forget about fixing it. Don't even yeah, address well, it. Well, Pastor, I mean, I think they're just simply following their business model. Uh, you know, in one way, I admire the Democrats because they do something that Republicans are not very good at, which is they stick to their agenda Lock no matter step. what. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if they just won a landslide election yeah. or they're facing, uh, you know, <laughs> their demise, as they may be this November. They stick to it. And, uh, and their business uh, model, their agenda is uh, to basically um, redistribute wealth, uh, turn us into a progressive socialist society, um, and uh, punish hardworking people in favor of people that will be dependent upon the state and therefore, uh, you know, guarantee their future electoral success. Uh, but they've gone too far, obviously. And, uh, you know, they, they, uh, rising prices and the crime issue are hurting uh, citizens all across the, uh, the spectrum in the state. And um, I don't know how they're going to recover from that. And if Republicans can stay focused and make sure people understand that we are the party that's interested in doing the right thing, looking after the citizens of this state, doing our job responsibly, actually going to Hartford for the purpose of making Connecticut a better place <laughs> instead of just furthering our own electoral uh, desires uh, in the future, uh, I think we can do very, very well. There's a, there's a novel concept to actually go to Hartford to do the people's business. Um, let, let me ask you this. I, I don't know if there's a if there's a clear answer for this, but my, my sense is, I've been telling people for a long time, if you're ever going to run for anything on the Republican side, now's the year to do it because there, there's so, you know, forget about a Biden's approval rating. Democrats in general are underwater. Uh, people are, are waking up to the fact, even Democrats I talked to are waking up to the fact their party is destroying the country not helping the state. We're waving around this, oh, we have a budget, we have a budget. Yeah, because you got billions in, in COVID money that you were able to spend. If you didn't get that, we'd be in a huge deficit. There, we're, we're giving out bonuses to state employees with the stated intention of slowing down retirement. Not going to happen. Our retirement pension fund is already one of the most underfunded, if not the most in the country, second most. Right. Do they think these problems are just going to solve themselves or are they going to go away? I mean, can, can you help us understand from, from a, you know, you deal with Democrats all the time. Your, your, your folks do. What, what well, do they think? I mean, is, who's going to fix this mess, I guess is the question. Yeah, well, they're certainly not going to fix it. They think everything's fine. Uh, you know, if you listen to the uh, the governor, he's walking around acting like he's the, the benefactor of all of the uh, great times that we're living under. Um, so disconnected from reality. Um, I just, just want to hit on a couple of things you just mentioned, yeah. which is that, you know, people need to realize that, that the only uh, thing that is benefiting from the current financial circumstances that are going on in the country and in our state is the state government of Connecticut. Everyone else is broke because we can't afford to put gas in our car. Yeah. But the state government has, like, the largest surplus that they've had since I've been in office. And it's, it's all artificial. 
because it's certainly not based on any uh, you know, good management skills. They've mismanaged the state government for 40 years. And if it were not for COVID and uh, the, uh, the federal government printing all kinds of money, uh, we would have a massive multi-billion dollar budget deficit. But what has happened uh, instead is, uh, you know, a, a blue governor, you know, or um, you know, is receiving money from a Democratic president uh, who wants to prop up all of these poorly run Democratic states. So we have that influx of cash in the state, causing inflation, of course, driving up the cost of goods and services. And when goods and services cost more, that means you pay ta- more tax on everything. And that more tax is ending up in the coffers of the state of Connecticut. And that's why we have this massive budget surplus enough to actually pay down record amounts on our pension debt and our budget reserve fund yeah. and and still be able to have money left over. Yeah. And the Democrats are sitting on that money. And the reason why they're sitting on that money is because I think that they know that after this budget cycle, uh, a lot of their bad policy decisions are going to come home to roost. Uh, they're using one-time revenues from COVID to pay for things that they have made permanent. And uh, they're going to be looking to the taxpayers for more money after that happens. So right now, when there's money in the bank, uh, I think it's only right that we give it back to the taxpayers. People are suffering, uh, and this is one way to offset uh, some of the inflation and rising costs. Well, again, I, I, I don't know if it's a, if it's a, a, a disorder or they just, they just can't help but lie. But it's like, you know, when, when the president stands up there and says, oh, I'm doing everything I can to bring gas prices down. Well, that's just a bald-faced lie. I mean, nothing can be further than truth. I mean, the reason the gas, part of the reason the gas prices are high is because of you. But, I mean, we, we, we don't have Putin to blame here in Connecticut. Who can, we, who can they blame here in Connecticut other than the genetic, you know, generic, oh, it's Republicans. Well, I mean, Trump's not in office. Putin's in Russia. I mean, who, who, when, when Connecticut residents look at the, the sad sad state of affairs who who can be who could be pointed to as being the person or people held responsible to rob <laughs> yeah pastor there's no way they're going to blame the republicans i mean good luck i mean the last time republicans held uh you know any major office in the state of connecticut was uh jody rell as governor over a decade ago yeah and when she was governor she uh, was faced with a veto-proof majority in both the house and senate chamber uh, we don't have any federal um, elected uh, representatives who are Republicans. All five congressmen are Democrats, both yep. U.S. senators, the governor, every statewide office. And they have two-to-one margins, effectively, in both chambers. Yeah. Um, they run everything, and therefore they own anything. And, I mean, despite that, you know, Republicans have actually done a good job of preventing a lot of bad things. You know, we stopped tolls. Uh, the last yeah. couple of years, we prevented some really bad gun control this past year. Sure. Um, and, and it's because we've got the people on our side. And, yeah. you know, that's the whole point behind the affordable Connecticut is that, you know, the people of Connecticut, if they get behind something, they can force uh, this governor and even the huge Democrat majorities to do the right thing. I, I tell people all the, t- all the time, stop waiting for some you know, amazing uh, political um, person to come along in either party to fix things. That's never going to happen. What needs to happen is the people have to demand uh, what they want from their elected officials. And I think even the Democrats will give it to them because everyone in politics is sensitive to being elected. Uh, And we saw it work with tolls. And I think it can work with this, too. If people get behind Affordable Connecticut and let me let me plug the website, which is AffordableConnecticut.com. Connecticut is all spelled out. Go there. Sign the petition uh, and tell the, this governor and the majority Democrats that you want your money back. 
because it's right. your money. Right. I mean, there, there's a there's a concept. Is is this year um, maybe even an unplanned occurrence? We're talking about State Senator Rob Sampson. Is this the year, Rob, that that maybe the Republicans actually take back the House or the Senate? Or, I mean, there's not that many people running. I think locally, right? So, uh, is does the I guess the question I have. I mean, I think I think there's a good possibility we're going to see some Republicans take the, the Democrats. See, I mean, I think Richard Blumenthal is vulnerable. I think uh, Johanna Hayes is vulnerable. I think I hope John Larson, the poster boy for why we should have term limits. I think John Larson's vulnerable. Is this the year that Republicans might actually recapture some some voice in in Washington and Hartford? Uh, well, I'd say we this is the year we ought to be doing it for sure. Uh, the concern I have more than anything is whether or not we have strong candidates running. Yeah. Uh, I know we have a lot of great candidates running uh, for federal office. Uh, my concern, of course, is you know the the state house and senate. Sure. And uh, I feel like Republicans are going to do very well. We're going to win a lot of seats. You know, people don't realize, by the way, well, that we do very well as it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, if you add up all of the votes cast, uh, you know, say in the 2018 election, 2020 is kind of an outlier because of Trump and all that, right. uh, you know, mail in voting. But you go back to 2018 and you look at that election, the number of votes cast across the whole state for Republican candidates for House and Senate was virtually the same as the Democrats. It just so happens the Democrats won the seats that they won by tiny margins, and Republicans tended to win by big margins. Mm-hmm. And um, but we can we can take back so many seats with very small amounts. Another couple hundred, three hundred votes in many many places would have made the difference. Um, this year, uh, the House I think has a, a chance to pick up a great many seats. I don't know if we can get to a majority simply based on the number of people that are running yeah. uh, and where. Uh, the Senate scares me, though. I got to tell you, I just went on the Secretary of State's uh, website and looked through all of the people that are running. Yeah. And um, we just don't have enough strong Republican candidates running everywhere. Yeah. And and that's a shame. Uh, and I think it's a sign that, you know, people are just so turned off to politics in general. And um, and they see what, what happens to people who are political figures, particularly outspoken ones. Um, this is a tough job sometimes. Well, they get I can understand sure, why people sure don't want to put themselves in the line of fire. Nobody wants to do it. Yeah, it, it's hard. It's hard. Hey, um, so so I, I was not in favor of this, but we we we, we, gave, we put the, the 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 fuel tax to sleep for a while. The diesel gas tax, highway tax, um, yep. kicking in July first. What a perfect time for that tax to kick in July first, isn't it? Not a single Republican vote for that highway use tax, by the way, I'll just point out. Um, and, you know, Democrats uh, voted for it as a block. And I'm quite certain there's a lot of uh, Democratic, uh, you know, politicians running for reelection across this state. Uh, and every one of them needs to be challenged on that today, yeah. uh, especially since, uh, you know, as we just discussed, this Republican program, one of the pieces of it is to eliminate the highway use tax. Uh, and, you know, that's a tax on, on trucks that bring goods, and you know, into the state. Um, and people say, well, that's a tax on trucks. It doesn't affect me. Well, yes, it does, because uh, everything uh, that we buy uh, is coming on a truck yeah. at some point. Uh, and that's, uh, a, that's a direct uh, – I mean, and so it's the diesel tax. You know, oh, sure. I don't have a diesel car. Well, guess what? Your, you know, your groceries come on a truck that runs on diesel. So those things are very, very important to getting the cost of things under control. I'm curious to talk to you about this. I don't know if you heard this, but I, I've read several places. I've heard several times. The prediction is that once diesel is, is consistently over $7 a gallon across the country, 
it's we're going to shut down because at that point the trucking companies cannot can't make money can't make money if they're putting seven dollar a gallon diesel fuel in their trucks and a lot of them, the resort, the resort, they'll resort to parking it rather than losing money. Have, have you heard anything like that? Has, has that been a, a common a common theme from from your perspective? Honestly, I have no idea what the breaking point is. Uh, I just know we're getting closer to it all the time. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that you know, generally speaking, as the costs rise for trucking companies, they're simply going to pass that on to their customers, and yeah. we're all going to end up paying for it. Uh, but there is definitely a breaking point. You know, the, the problem with this country uh, and the state in particular is apathy. Uh, you know, yeah. we, we got to this point because citizens are not paying close attention to what their government is up to. And the government is uh, abusing that, um, you know, uh, ability to, to do things without oversight uh, in a big, big way. And that's why it's grown so out of control. And there's a lot of political patronage and people taking care of each other and political jobs and, mm. and everything else and mm. spending and and, and politicians and political parties using um, taxpayer dollars, hardworking taxpayer money mm. uh, for their own gain to be mm. able to buy off uh, corporations with corporate welfare or hand out grant money to various organizations in exchange uh, effectively for their support. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah that, that's what's wrong. Uh, that's why the founders of this country were so brilliant when they came up with the concept of limited government. Uh, they never imagined that we would have state governments being able to vote to give giant tax credits to individual corporations, for example. Yeah. It's like, what? Um, that, that completely flies in the face of equal protection and, uh, you know, American values that treat everyone the same, and there's no royalty here, etc. We're effectively right. creating a different type of royalty when we create this special treatment. The first sentence of the Connecticut Constitution, Will, basically says that no one gets special treatment. Uh, and uh, and we should stick to that here in Connecticut. We should change them out of the. Everybody gets special treatment here. Um, well, I don't know. I, I don't well, know where it's going to end up. I don't know where it's going to go. We're grateful for folks like you, Rob, and others that are trying to hold to keep it together and and provide uh, pushback to the Democrats. So thank you so much, uh, State Senator from District 16, Rob Sampson. Always a pleasure to speak with you, sir. Thank you. Thank you so much. And the feelings mutual will without people like you and Todd and Tom on the radio, uh, people would not have the facts they need to push back on the stuff. So thank you so much for doing it. You're welcome. Thanks for saying that. Appreciate it. All right, going to take a break. The commercial will come back. We'll set up for the last caller of the week between round bagel. And uh, it could be you. If you call in 860-522-9842. We want to hear from you. Give us a call right now. We'll be right back. This is the Will Marotti Show on WTIC News Talk 1080. All right, welcome back. Hey, great show, guys. A few more amens I want to give. It came in later. Uh, Peter and Val, Marianne L, Janet S. Thank you so much. You guys are a real encouragement to me. I appreciate your support. Thanks, everybody. We had a great week. I mean, usually calls, you know, start tailing off and summer gets kind of sleepy. You guys are awesome. We had a great, great week today, uh, this week, and a great day today. So thank you so much for your time, Matt. As always, great work. I got time for one quick uh, last caller of the week call, and that's Rick in Cheshire. Rick, congratulations. You get about 15 seconds. Go ahead. All right, great. I just thought the greatest thing from that call from our state senator and the thing that everyone needs to focus on is how close the margins are here in Connecticut. 
They yes. are so close. We just think that we're blue and we can't win. Guys, we are close. And if we can't do it this year, I don't know what year we can do it. But this Yeah, is the no, year. I agree. This is the year to take take it back. Uh, I absolutely. Rick, I'm going to put you on hold. Matt's going to take your information and uh, and get your certificate for Between Round Bagel, uh, location Manchester, South Windsor, Vernon, and Tyler. Guys, love you guys. Have a great weekend. God bless you. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 